0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Today, I'm here with Ashley, who's a military spouse. So welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. So tell me kind of what it's like being a military spouse for you.
1: Well... Being a military spouse for me is uh, I really like being a military spouse, first of all. And I love living on military bases and I love being able to do unique things, which is part of why being a military spouse is so cool to me, because I don't know if you know, um, but they say this at a lot of military events. Less than one percent of all the people in the United States will join the military. Right. So less than one percent, which means that, less, you know, there's going to be an even smaller number of those that have spouses. And um, so it's really neat to be able to experience those kinds of, uh, you know, all the moving and all the even though there's tons of problems that go along with it, there's still a lot of cool stuff that other people don't get to experience, which is I think is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, because, you know, we can live all over the country, all over the world, for a matter of fact, while, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone else is kind of, you know, living this civilian life, you kind of grow up in the same home, you live in the same city, you know, you Mm -hmm. tend not to move out outside of that comfort zone outside of that bubble that you, you feel comfortable in.
1: Totally. And I was talking to a group the other day, um, and it was they were trying to get more military spouses to vote. And one of the things that we discussed was how military spouses can have more empathy because we move so much we get out of the place that we grew up in you meet all kinds of different types of people and you go oh not everywhere is the same you know i can be friends with anybody and everything and that's awesome and so from my perspective it makes me want to help people and and um try to bring more people together you know so just being able to have those cool experiences i've lived on the east coast i've not lived out of the country um with the military, but I have lived on the East Coast a lot and then West Coast as well. Um, so it's neat to see the the differences and how big the country is. I don't yeah. know how many different places have you lived.
0: I lived in three: Cleveland, <laughs> Ohio, San Antonio, Texas, and now Cape Coral, Florida. So three completely cool. different places. <laughs> totally different
1: places. Yeah, Texas. Yeah, San Antonio is a big base, right?
0: Yes, it's um, Joint Base Fort Sam Houston or Joint Base San Antonio, I may be, I think it's Joint Base San Antonio. Um, yeah. And there's Fort Sam Houston, there's Randolph and Lackland, which so an mm-hmm. Army base and two Air Force bases, all kind of in the same area.
1: Real, yeah, real big. And that's neat. You know, the, I live on a joint base now that's joint with the Army Air Force. Uh, we've got a little, a little bit of Marines and, and a Navy base as well. And, you know, when they brought them all together to create joint bases uh, and it's that has its problems because there's there's a lot of figuring things out there. But it also brings in, you know, there's more more things that you can go and take part in or, you know, activities and stuff. Because you're not if if my husband's in the Air Force, I'm not just like the Army is not going to kick me out if I go to their (laughs) PX or whatever. Uh, So. Um, I think that's pretty cool, but yeah, those are totally different places. Cleveland. I grew up in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, so that kind of similar, uh, big sports towns.
0: Yes, big rivalry towns. Big rivalry <laughs>
1: sports towns. But I also think we have similar weather. You know, where it's yeah. it's cold and dreary, but also like it's like say a Vermont, where it's cold and beautiful. At Pittsburgh was it's cold and snowing. And, um, just muddy because yeah. it, would, it would get warm and then it would, you know, create, it would melt and, and oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's fun. Like, you know, but, you know, looking back, my parents are like, I hate the snow. Like, I'm so glad we moved out of the snow and I'm like, I kind of miss it. But then it's mm. like, you know, you see the adult perspective and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. well you have to go out and shovel snow and, you know mm-hmm. clear your driveway and car off before you can even consider leaving and yeah. <laughs> so i'm like it's not or,
1: worth it you could be like the some people that just do like a little bit on their windshield so they can only see uh, just out that's super unsafe it's <laughs> a bad idea
0: <laughs> just a little um kind of like a, a cruise ship a porthole
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, a little porthole there you go it's fine officer it's okay uh, <laughs> Uh, but Yeah. yeah, so I love being a military spouse there's, and I also, I, I make a lot of videos online that sort of poke fun at the military or military life. And, but the whole point is to bring it full circle and to be able to support, uh, the military, to support military members and to support organizations and families. Um, but from my perspective there, there's, uh, there's funny things about it. And ignoring those funny things um, doesn't make them go away. (laughs) It doesn't help anybody by pretending it doesn't exist. Um, So I like to make fun of them. And then, you know, maybe maybe somebody will see a video of mine and be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't behave that way. (laughs) Maybe I should be kind to people. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) Especially in like the military spouse community, like there's so much I don't even know like the, the right word to use, but there's so much drama that can be caused within the military community too. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, being kind to one another and like, Hey, maybe I should not have said that
1: (laughs) we're we're all in this together. Yes. And you know what? It's not the, the majority of military spouses are awesome. You know, and it's just like any group, you get one that decides to cause drama and you don't know what's going on in their life as well. Um, But uh, I actually, you know, partially blame the military for why military spouses, why do military spouses, uh, some of them take on their spouse's rank or why do they, why do they behave in a way, in certain ways that others don't. And the military will, and you'll, you're getting married to a Marine. So you're going to see, and I'm sure you've seen with your dad being in the army, that They bring the whole family on board, and they have to bring the whole family on board because um, the military needs that unit to stay together. They need you to keep that household running while your husband is deployed, to keep things going so that he doesn't have to focus on anything. You can just focus on the job. So they do the best that they can to make you feel, to make us all feel as part of the team as we can because that person not being able to do their job that they've been trained for impacts national security. So yeah. them realizing that there's, there's that part of it. And I've said this before, my husband's a pilot, okay? They spend a lot of money to train pilots. Um, if I, or I imagine many spouses, if I, if I didn't want him to be in the Air Force, I could nag him to death till he left. (laughs) It's like, you're going to American Airlines. This is where you're headed. (laughs) Uh, So it's good that they include us. And, um, you know, there's month of the military child and there's military spouse appreciation day. And there's all that because it isn't, it isn't easy. You give up your, you give a lot of people give up their careers. I did an event for the military spouse, juris jurist doctorate network, which Mm -hmm. is Military spouses, judges, attorneys, uh, people in the law profession. And I don't know if you know this, if you become an attorney and you're a military spouse and you move uh, from state to state, unless that state has reciprocity for your bar exam, you have to retake the bar.
0: Yes. I was looking at being a doctor and that's the same thing. And what if you move to another country?
1: hmm You just don't, and in some cases with their um their laws, you don't you're not able to work there either, just yeah. in general.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so exactly.
1: P- nurses, uh, teachers, teachers are it's a struggle every time they move because they um have to get recertified in that new state, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so that kind of thing hammers you down, and then you end up, okay. Well, let's just have seven kids okay. You know, you see military, <laughs> military families that have tons of kids yes. and they're trying to, to do more with their lives. They, they can't work They or that, or that may just be whatever the choice that they want to make. But a lot of them, myself included, you go to job interviews and they say, oh, you're, you're not, um, you're a military spouse. That's why you have all these gaps in employment. Well, when do you think you're going to move again? And, uh, if your husband deploys, you're going to, you're just not going to work or, and then you're just like, Oh my God. So it never, it never ends. I went to a job interview once and they said, does your husband know that you want to work here? And I was like, what are you going to do to me? (laughs) Why should he be afraid? (laughs) What is the deal? So those are some of the big problems that happen. You end up in situations where, um, the you can't get a job military spouses have a really difficult time getting jobs and then now the price of food has gone way up so we yeah. have uh food banks on military bases and people uh, food banks and and food donation centers and there's a program called military one source which is an awesome program that any yes. that you're you're eligible for as long as you're in deers which is uh basically if you have an id and military one source I had a meeting with them the other day they have a whole part of their website dedicated to food banks that they have checked out near military bases. That's how bad the problem is. But right. they're like, here here are places that you can go buy food, you know, with the baby formula shortage and things like that. That's terrible. It is. You know? So, yeah. And military
0: spouses are, you know, denied jobs left mm-hmm. and right, more or less. So it doesn't make the problem any better. And, you know, there's there's not much you can do about it.
1: Yeah well we I'm working on it. I'm going to start banging some doors. We're going to try to get some laws <laughs> changed. Uh yes. use as many uh my silly videos as I can to try to get the attention of people to and companies to hire military spouses because
0: yeah.
1: Uh there's no especially now everything's on the computer. You can have military spouses that work from home and move from place to place. Why the heck would you care where they live? Um mm-hmm. you know, we don't typically want people in offices now anyway. So right? Um, why not have an amazing employee that uh, j- as opposed to just somebody that you you're just taking just because they might not move. People don't stick in jobs now for more than a few years anyway.
0: Yeah. And like COVID sucks, like COVID mm-hmm. sucks, like that's just plain and simple. But the one thing that's nice that's come out of it is all these remote jobs and, you know, all these opportunities that can be done from home, from wherever in the world, as long as you have a computer, Wi-Fi, internet, you know, all those simple things that most places you go will have. So why not, you know, extend all of your job opportunities to include, you know, military spouses that might move?
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that some of it comes down to the perception that, uh well you got free housing some people think you got free food some people think that military wives got a paycheck like there's uh yeah, no. <laughs> stuff like that 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 comes out to it and um the it all comes out of their paycheck you know yeah. the rent in different but military housing is privatized on most bases there's a couple that it isn't but um on most bases you pay rent to a company and they take all of the money Um, And every time it goes up, they continue to take all of the money, Um, you know, and uh, like in D.C., you can pay over three thousand dollars a month and rent and live on base.
0: Yeah. Which is uh, depending on rank.
1: Mm -hmm. And most
0: people don't understand.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we can, we can change some things, kick some butts, take names. That's what I'm up to now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause it's so important. If like one person doesn't stand up and say, Hey, this isn't right. This needs to be changed. Nobody else is going to stand up and do something about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there, you know, there's some, uh, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's just something that needs, you can't say you can't work and then also make food too expensive to buy. You, yeah, you know, so that yeah. you need two incomes. That doesn't add up in my mind. So no. um something needs to be fixed there.
0: Yeah. And you know, that's just like, you know, a nutshell of the the struggles that military families and spouses and children and you know, even service members face. Like service members say, Hey, I'm gonna sign up and put my life on the line more or less. Mm-hmm. And you know, families still have to fight to say, Hey, no, we we still need you know, the simple amenities in life too.
1: Yeah. Especially when you're picking up your life probably every two to three years. The shortest I've lived in a place is nine months, and then we haven't yeah. moved. But um you pick you pick up your life and then you go to a new place and you have to meet new people, make new friends, try to find a job, figure everything out. And you lose money every time you PCS permanent change of station, that's when they move. Uh, you lose money. There's no like they're supposed to reimburse you for everything, but it's so difficult. You get like there's a move, there's moving companies that will come and move your stuff, but right. I've had movers cancel on me at the last minute. We had to move all of our stuff ourselves because we had to be at a place. Um, We had our house wasn't open for months, so we lived in an RV. We uh, had <laughs> a fam camp for months. You know, yeah, it, it's all the things that all the little things that people do to make uh, make it all work. Um, and the system could just be a bit better, a bit less complicated.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. The military life is so unpredictable that you can't be like, okay, I'm going to move here. It's going to be a smooth transition. No, there's always going to be a bump in the road and you have to figure out something. You have to figure out where you're going to live for a period of time or what, where your stuff is, whatever it may be. You have to figure it out yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, just living in hotels, you do that quite a bit. Yeah. You know, we've gone across the country twice and that takes, you have to, the military will only move one car Um, for some reason. I'm not quite, I've never quite figured that out. Like most families <laughs> have two cars, but they'll only move yeah. one. So then you end up driving across the country and that takes, you know, six to nine days, depending on, yeah. <laughs> on how that works. And, and that becomes your vacation. My husband and I, we've never gone on an actual vacation. We were talking about this the other day never gone on a vacation. Our vacations are always driving full speed across the country in you know trying to get to whatever the next duty station is to make yeah. sure that he can be where he needs to be.
0: I yeah, suppose. and that's how it goes. That that's mm-hmm. seriously how many many families, you know, do things cuz you can't just say, "Hey, I'm going to take today off." You have to request that in advance. <laughs> like- yeah, right.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Yes. So what are some of the, the joys that you've experienced in military life? What are, you know, flipping the script, what, what are some of the good things that you've experienced?
1: Oh, meeting all the people and all, even through like the videos that I post, meeting all the people that can relate to those types of funny things, Um, meeting people on different bases. um, You know, from my, I cause a lot of trouble pretty much wherever I go. So I'm always the silly, (laughs) silly person at an event Like we have. Um, uh, the air force song is sung at the end of every event. So, and each branch has their own song right. and nobody really knows the words to the songs. Um, but I know the words and I scream them. <laughs> I, I go all out. I am hand gestures just going all for it. So things like that really make me laugh. Um, yeah. Being able to be a part of things that are helpful, uh, you know, seeing, um, people leave for deployments, come back for deployments as a whole unit. So you get to see everybody coming off and their families be happy. Right. Uh, That's always super neat. And um, I've done some, I've been a key spouse, which in the air force, I'm not sure um, what the other, the other services might call it, but I think the Navy calls it an ombudsman. It's basically a unpaid volunteer position that when people deploy, Uh, I would call their families and say, hey, how you doing? Everything okay? Have you been able to contact them in their deployed location? All right. If you need anything, give me a call. Uh, And you kind of just try to make sure that everything, you're you're a link between that family and the base still, because you can kind of get lost when your spouse is gone.
0: Yeah. Because you don't know what to do. And sometimes you don't know that you need help and you don't know how to ask for help or where help can be found or, Mm -hmm. you know, any of those resources.
1: Mm -hmm. Or you're afraid to ask for help because there might be a stigma attached to it, which is terrible. You know, try to get the help you need as soon as you can.
0: Yeah. Because wow. the longer you wait, sometimes the, the the bigger the problem gets.
1: Right. It doesn't go <laughs> away. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the military definitely needs, you know, people like that to to step into those roles and be like, hey, you know, even mm-hmm. asking how you are, because some days are better than others. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people just need someone to talk to.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. Definitely. So What made you want to start those those videos that you've been posting on like Instagram? And what made you want to start those? What was your motivation?
1: Well, so I was a I've been a stand up comedian for I did stand up comedy before I started those videos. And um, uh, I didn't talk about any of the military stuff on stage uh, for a couple of different reasons. One, I was trying not to uh, disrupt my husband's career at all. Right. Uh, and I knew that as soon as I started, it was going to be bad. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, we just got, kind of got to a point where we're like, okay, you know, I'm just going to start doing this and he's going to retire soon anyway. So it's, they can't do anything to him. Uh, so <laughs> it's yes. fine. Um, So I just started. I just thought, I'm just going to start blowing up, blowing this up. Let's see, see what we can do. And it's a lot of people told me there wasn't going to be an audience for it, and um, that like people just won't get it. And uh, I get people that have no military affiliation; they just support the military, and they like it. And they might not get the nuance of it all. like I did a video where I said, if you think that you're dating a real military member, you need to check his ankles because <laughs> if his ankles don't have the hair rubbed off from his boots, he's not, he's faking it. And you know, that kind of thing, which is so in the weeds of, of how it all works. How if, if you've been in for like more than 10 years, the, the hair will never grow back on at least one of your ankles. And I had so many people messaging me going, I thought it was just me. Oh my God. <laughs> Just do buddy. Just stuff like that. But yeah, and I really like connecting with that community and and building that up because um, you know, there's other military comedians, the people that have, have been in um, and I've gotten to be a part of, there's um, an organization called the Armed Services Arts Partnership, which is totally free for dependents and spouses. Um, even if it's been a long time since your parents were in, you can still do it. And it is free comedy classes and writing classes and acting classes. And um, just go to asap.asap.org. It's a super cool organization. And you get to meet other people like in your community that, you know, in the military community that are interested in creative outlets. Yeah. So, super cool. I got to help mentor one of their comedy classes. And it was so neat because um, even though the people that were in that may not want to go on to do it as a job, they, they still, I got to see their, their stories and, you know, to see the different types of people and people that have had horrific things happen to them when they were deployed and trying to talk about that in a funny way and trying to help them shape that. So it's super cool.
0: Yeah. My dad was actually injured in Afghanistan. He stepped on an IED, And ah. one thing that we've, you know, kind of done throughout the whole situation is bring comedy into it. My younger sister, like the first thing it had been a month since we saw my dad in like post injury. So my mom flew down and spent a month with him kind of just feeling out the situation before she brought um, us there. Cause we were eight and nine at the time. And the first oh, yeah. thing my sister said to my dad was next time, watch where you're walking. <laughs> <laughs> And that was literally the first thing she said to him was watch where you're walking next time.
1: (laughs) And so (laughs) how did he get? Did he laugh? Oh, he he laughed. The whole room
0: just busted out in laughter because we didn't know how to react to it. Like, you know. And an eight-year-old like walking into a hospital room and you know that's the first thing she says like oh my gosh oh that's
1: so funny that's so neat and it is like that's what kind of what I was saying earlier that people think oh you can't make fun of these things Mm -hmm. because uh you know those are but no you can make fun of anything it just has to be funny and people um do get offended people get offended at my stuff all the time but that's their problem Right. That's not my problem. I haven't done anything to hurt anybody, (laughs) you know? uh, So, but as soon as you can laugh, you start to feel better. You know, you can find different ways just sitting in your own sadness can only get you so far. Uh, so
0: yeah, we were again, my sister, uh, we were in Joe's crab shack one day, a couple months after weeks after whatever it was. And you know, civilians are all around us. And so Mm -hmm. my dad ended up losing one of his legs. So he, you know, an amputee and my sister, she just asked him what's two plus one. And he's arguing back and forth that it's three. And he got so upset. He looked at my mom. He's like, tell your daughter two plus one is three. And the calmest voice, she looks at him and goes, no, dad, it's you because you have two arms and one leg. And the whole restaurant is like looking at us. Like, you know, you were just yelling at your daughter because two plus one is three. And then you just start laughing
1: because- She's a comedian. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) I got it locked and loaded.
1: That's (laughs) so awesome. Yeah. But you need that stuff. And I'm sure he gives it back, you know. Oh, a hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. There's no way he's going to, you know, he's going to tease you guys too. So,
0: yes. Oh, my gosh. But one of the last things I always like to ask is what advice would you give to another military spouse?
1: Oh, okay. Enjoy. um, Absolutely. Try to enjoy every piece of it because it's all a unique experience. And I try to practice um, the idea that. Nobody, like things like words can't hurt me, right? Nobody's actually done anything to me. It's all about my perspective. So if I, if somebody has done something, it's up to me to decide whether they've hurt me or not. Yeah. So along the road, it's all your perspective. You can flip it and you can find a, a different, different way to, to look at it. Find ways to help others in whatever way you can. You do not have to be a military spouse that goes and plants succulents and drinks coffee at seven thirty in the morning at somebody's house where you're wearing a sundress. I can't do that. <laughs> I could, I couldn't do it. I, I just, I just type back, "F you." Why are you texting me this early in the morning? How could you do this? And um, you can make your own groups. There's so many, a diverse group of people, groups of people. And one of the things when I I posted on my um, Instagram stories, what's the most misunderstood thing about military spouses or military in general? And people said it's that we're all one um, political party.
0: Right.
1: And uh, they said and repeatedly it was like, no, we are all over the map. You know, it's not just one way or another. We're a whole different groups of people coming with a diverse experiences into one place. And we, the one thing that unites us is that we, lo- you know, we love our service members and we love uh, our country and the military. And we want to be able to support that. Yeah. Um. So do the things that make you feel good. Feel free to say, no, you don't have to be captain of the spouses league bowling team. You don't know, have <laughs> to do any of that. You can give them the middle finger and keep on walking. That's fine. Uh, yes. <laughs> um. So, yeah, just enjoy it as much as you can It's because it's a, a unique experience.
0: Yes, for sure. Where can people find you on socials?
1: Everywhere. I am at Ash um, which is A-S-H-G-U-T-E-R-M-U-T-H. Um, yeah. And, uh, if you, if you're on social media long enough, you'll see a video of me. I post a (laughs) lot. (laughs)
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your experience and journey as a military spouse.
1: Thank you so much. I I hope to be able to talk to you again someday. Yes, of (laughs) course.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.